Welcome to Talos Takes, the security podcast for everyone from the C-suite to the front lines. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Talos Takes. I am joined today by my teammate, Hazel Burton, to talk about the mid-year in review that we just put out this morning. Good morning, Hazel. Hey, good morning, John. Good to be here. So, uh, yeah, you, you recently helped compile our mid-year in review, which is up on the blog now and post all over our socials by the time you're hearing this episode and everything. But essentially, it, it's looking at, at the first six months of the year and the top threats that have kind of come from this time period. And honestly, like when I was helping you guys work on this, I feel like it was, I was like, oh, wow, I forgot that like literally <laughs> already because something new was popping up every day. But when you were putting this together, were there any like trends that really stood out to you or that like when you were talking to our researchers about like what's important to include that you think stood out to them? Yeah, so um, the the review is a, a, a timeline, really, of the first six months of the year, and it's a blend of our threat advisory articles and also longer term research that our analysts like have been working on for a while and published. So these are the threats that have occupied our team's time quite a lot this year, and it speaks to the the shifts and changes that we're seeing in the threat landscape. And one of the main trends to call out is probably this growing mercenary space or hackers for hire, if you like, and sort of the growing commercializations of tools such as uh, spyware. That was probably one of the biggest call outs so far this year, and we're continuing to work on that. Um, we've also seen continuing espionage campaigns um, or, well, attacks that are laying the groundwork for something else. That's something else to call out. Um, and also a continuation in as a service tools. And this year, there was the phishing as a service tool called greatness that made its way onto the market and that is as all as a service tools are designed to allow non-technical or non-highly technical threat actors to buy these kits right off the shelf um so yeah there's a (laughs) there's a lot to talk about already in the first half of uh of 2023 yeah something that specifically stood out to me was like a a few different threats that have kind of like been reborn or Mm -hmm. you know come back from the dead like emotet and the promity botnet Uh, i think i'm pronouncing that right but uh edmund would correct me on it i'm (laughs) sure and i think it just kind of goes to show that like no matter how many stories you read about takedowns or you know so-and-so's admin getting arrested that nothing is ever truly like wiped off the internet this is something that like azim and i have talked about multiple times on this feed before too is that like these small victories for law enforcement are great along the way, but you can never be a hundred percent sure that like, okay, guys, we, we got MO10 this time for sure. (laughs) Yeah, no, that's very true. Like, you know, why invent something brand new when you can just adapt it and, uh, you know, call it something else or try some new evasion techniques is what you saw, um, Emotet doing this year. So yeah, Emotet, they resumed their spanning operations back in March. Um, uh, initially I think they were leveraging heavily padded Microsoft Word documents in an attempt to evade detection. And, and what that means is they essentially leveraged a large number of in- inconsequential bytes in their documents, increasing the size of their documents to try and surpass the maximum file size restrictions that a lot of these platforms and sandboxes and antivirus new scanning engines try and enforce. So that's kind of one thing that they were doing. Another thing that they then switched to later on in March is switch to OneNote documents. And this is, this is like another trend, which I I forgot to call out earlier is that the landscape has kind of shifted a bit since Microsoft disabled macros by default sort of summer 
last year. Um, obviously, macros were a very popular entry uh, method. So at the end of last year and the start of list, uh, this year, we saw this huge rush, firstly to LNK files to distribute you know, types of malware like Imotet. And then, yeah, no coincidence at all that we, we then saw this move to OneNote and Emotet were certainly using these OneNote documents. And yeah, now we've kind of seen them settle into more of a wide variety of different techniques. Some of them have even, even gone back to using JavaScript. So mm. yeah, lots of different methodologies being used to try and evade detection. But yeah, as I say, it's, it's easier to try and move around and do lots of different things rather than come up with something brand new. Yeah, and the reason why I think these exercises are helpful, like the the half year in review, is because we get so caught up in like the daily hustle and bustle of the security space of like, oh, so-and-so got hacked today. Oh, great, there's a new zero-day vuln in Chrome or whatever that we kind of yeah. lose sight of these longer-term trends. And it, it works that we're talking now anyways, because Black Hat is just around the corner, which is usually another time for the security community to reflect on these things. And so I feel like supply chain attacks are kind of a thing that we keep forgetting about until they pop up in the headlines again, because like SolarWinds now was already like three years ago, which mm-hmm. seems crazy. But then this year already we had 3CX and MoveIt were like yeah. both big, mm-hmm. big deals. So like besides that, were there any other trends that, that stood out to you? Yeah, I feel like we should keep talking about the highly sophisticated attacks on network infrastructure. We talked about this in April, and it's something that we're still very, very concerned about, as is everyone on this side of cybersecurity. And, you know, essentially while working with network infrastructure in various parts of the world, we have observed both espionage and obvious targeting to support future disruptive attacks. So we need to keep talking about that. And actually, just a couple of weeks ago, we announced that Cisco is joining um, technology providers and experts and network operators to launch the Network Resilience Coalition, which is an alliance focused on providing a coordinated framework for improving network security, uh, which supports our global economy and also national security. This is we were we were very kind of concerned when we talked about that in uh, in April, and we continue to be so. Other than that, I think another thing to call out is earlier this year. So this uh, you know this this might have uh, gone out of a few minds, but we also identified this new threat actor, which we called Eurotrooper. And that uh, is a threat actor which has run several successful espionage campaigns. One example of that is they compromised accounts from at least two international organizations. There's a critical European healthcare agency and also the World Intellectual Property Organization. And this infection chain consists of malicious shortcut files and actually LNK files, which you mentioned earlier. So yeah, I think those two are very, very interesting, but also very, very challenging threats. And yeah, uh, again, just bring back that, um, that the greatness tool, the phishing as a service tool that does actually look pretty advanced. It includes multi-factor authentication bypass, you know, IP filtering, integration with telegram bots, you know, and the general goal here is to try and make these types of campaigns accessible to more people who want to use them. And yeah, so unfortunately, you now have to do very little technical things to be able to have a fully fledged, sophisticated uh, phishing operation up and running in order to gather credentials. And we have seen, you know, legitimate credentials being used within attacks a lot this year. Um, That's what the threat actors are after, credentials, so they can just log in. Yeah, so looking into our, let's look into our crystal balls now for for the next couple of months. What do you think we're going to be talking about at the end of 2023 when we come back around to do our full-on 
year in review. Like for me, I already called out the supply chain attack things. And then the one other thing that comes to top of mind for me, at least for sure, is the data theft extortion right. that yeah. we talked about. You know, if for anybody who listened to the Talos IR on air stream last week, that was a big talking point because that's what Talos IR saw most often in the field last quarter. So for me, that seems like another thing that I would predict would be like a, a big deal by the time we get to December. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And yeah, speaking to our threat researchers, they very much are of the same opinion. This kind of continually fracturing ransomware landscape and, you know, more groups moving to pure extortion as opposed to ransomware. You know, ransomware is very noisy. You have to get someone to notice that you're in their systems for them to pay up. Whereas pure extortion, if they don't know you're there, potentially there could be recurring campaigns. So yeah, absolutely. Our, our researchers are seeing a lot of that. Other things that they have called out is this, um, the grown mercenary space, the increased use of mercenary spyware due to the lack of um, legislation or universal legisl- legislation behind this tool. Something that is not on the timeline because it came in in July is uh, driver driver attacks, driver abuse. Um, so we wrote about how the undocumented driver-based uh, browser hijacker Red Driver targets Chinese speakers and internet cafes. Um, so yeah, all of these um, threats that we've just mentioned, they do present very, very, challenge- very, very difficult challenges for organizations. In terms of Talos, we'll help as much as we can in terms of sharing our research, um, we know, and uh, we'll continue to educate the public on what we're finding and also doing what we do best by building detections for customers and trying to make the internet a safer place. All right. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, as always, Hazel, for sharing your time with me. Anything that's like live around this project, I'll include in the show notes when this episode goes up. But what else are you working on around this? Anything else coming out in the next few days or weeks that you want to plug? Yeah. So yeah, do check out the uh, the timeline. It's quite a, a cool kind of interactive PDF. Let us know what you think. What, let us know what you're working on. Um, and in addition to that, in a couple of weeks, we will have kind of a, an in-depth interview with uh, Nick Biasini, who's one of our um, incredible threat researchers and produces a lot of content for the Talos blog. He'll be giving his uh, insights into the first six months of 2023 and talking about what defenders can do with this information to protect their organizations. All right, great. Well, thank you, Hazel. And I hope you have a good rest of your week. And I don't know if you're going to Black Hat or not, but if you are, have a safe flight to Vegas. Thank you. Uh, Yeah, I will be there. I will be there on the uh, Cisco and Talos booth if anyone wants to come and say hello.